Hey friends, make sure to stick around until the end of this episode, so you can hear great new music from the band Magenta Vice, available on Bandcamp. Enjoy! Warning! The following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. Today we have a powerful episode, and speaking of power, the one, the only, DJ Mike Arez. Hello, Dags. How are you? What's going on? Oh, it feels like it's been weeks since I've been in the barn. It's been a while. Mike Arez has been busy. He's got a lot of stuff going on, and I want to talk about it. Today you had a little outing. You were dealing some of your wares. Wheeling and dealing. I was uh, selling hard resin pieces that looked like cribbage boards and earrings. And what else was I doing? Bottle cap, bottle opener, keychains. God, I was doing it all. It's my paint poured coasters were out. It was, uh, it was amazing. Powerful. Yep. How was the weather? Crappy. It was uh it was cloudy all day. The the weather was actually not too bad if you don't mind clouds, but then uh the rain, the drizzle starts a little bit here and there. And then uh we all packed up a little early. It was supposed to go till 2 p.m. I think I was packed up and out of there by a quarter to 2, and then the downpour just started. So luckily all the vendors were smart enough. The deluge. Yes, it was. Did you collect it in a paper cup? I should have. I should have. Do you know where that's from? No. All right. <laughs> crowded house crowded house powerful the name of the song called collection in a paper cup don't dream it's over i know that one i just i guess i don't know the lyrics yeah it used to be split ends powerful band from new zealand i'm into zealand but i'm also into new zealand yeah, yeah. old zealand was that a good yes. zealand good old zealand vintage zealand powerful hello friends welcome back Welcome back, old G's, old listeners. Welcome, new listeners. If you are new to this show, what it is, it's a powerful pop culture podcast where we talk about everything. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about the outlaw, Josie and the Pussycats, Josie Wales. Man, good band. Powerful Clint Eastwood movie, 1976. Yeah, before we go on, though, I did want to say that uh, at my little shindig today, block member at random McNeely one came out to say hi. Whoa. Tell us what happened. It was great. Well, I was, uh, while I was, uh, on Twitter the other day, I was promoting these, this, these marketplace. And, uh, he said he would come out and he actually did. So it was great. Bought a cribbage board from me. It was awesome. Got to meet a member of the flock in person. Yes. And I also want to talk about speaking of in person, what else do we have going on in August? Oh, in August, August 14th, 
2021. It's a Saturday. Uh, we will be going to the Amsterdam Barn Hall because Nitro Wave TC is back and we're hitting the stage. It's going to be sweet. Tell us, remind us, what is Nitro Wave TC? It is the group of what we like to call retro electronic musicians here in the Twin Cities. Synth Wave, Chill Wave, Dark Wave, Outrun, all of those great genres of the electric avenue. So we have North Innsbruck, our friend North Innsbruck, Chris, who's been on the show quite a bit. So he'll be performing that night. Uh, Night Audit will be performing that night. Galaxy 80 will be on stage that night. Plus, from uh, originally from California, now from Wisconsin, Lucy in Disguise, big name in the synthwave world. And then uh, we have a DJ from New York, Destroyer, will be coming in to play a guest DJ set to end the night. And then throughout the night, Nitro Wave's very own Bionic Jones. Bionic Jones? Yeah, he'll be uh, spinning tunes of the uh, retro electronic genre era as uh, to kick off the night and in between sets. Have you been to this joint before? We have, yes. We've played the uh, smaller stage, and uh, now we get to play the big stage. What kind of a joint is it? What's it like? Imagine a... So when they just have the small stage open, imagine like a bar. almost. So Amsterdam is, is like a modern bar, but their small stage, it looks like a stage that would be at like a, uh, like a dive bar. It's not very big, but you can still get some good music in there. And then they open up the hall part, which is just connected to the rest of the bar they just open the curtain and you got it you got the big stage there i mean we're talking that's where the big boys and girls go to play uh at, at that bar if you can get the big stage then you're you're making it in the world and we packed the house the last two times we played there on the small stage so now they're giving us an opportunity to open it up to the big stage and now we get to charge for tickets whoa yes it's gonna be awesome ten dollars 18 plus come on down yes I may make an appearance too. I think you should make an appearance. Yes. Be handing out some some stickers that night. Yes, stickers, merch, powerful merch. Make sure you check out our merch. Follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. Like our Facebook page. And wherever you check out podcasts, wherever you listen, make sure you leave a review, leave a rating. Five star is the highest rating. It will unlock the secrets to micro reses, resin cribbage boards. <laughs> and I'd like to say the uh, if you've been following Nitro Wave TC, our roster has changed slightly, but uh, a lot of familiar faces are still there. Plus, at the end of this show, we will be playing the new Magenta Vice. Yes, exciting Enduro. news! We have the latest tune from Magenta Vice, powerful band out of Minneapolis. Friends of the show. Yes. Enduro. Enduro. I like that name, that word, that name. Do you? Enduro. I see you riding Enduro. Do you? Yes. Should name a cribbage board Enduro and yes. charge double. I also see you riding on a Prius. I don't know why. <laughs> riding on a Prius or in a Prius? No, on it. <laughs> Not even good enough no. to be in it. <laughs> you, you jump on the, hey guys, let me in. <laughs> We're not letting you in. <laughs> Stop short. <laughs> now, I was thinking, uh, what do you think Bob Ross was like when the cameras were off? 
I think he was a nice guy. I've heard stories that he was just what he was like Mr. Rogers. What he was on screen was what he was off screen. No, I think he was probably just this huge dick. Good dick. Can you imagine? <laughs> Happy he, little tree this, you little bitch. Do you, think he, do you think what he, he he drank like black coffee? Yep. You you know it. What did he smoke? Uh what would his go to cigarettes be? Be Winston's for sure. Really? Oh yeah, you'd have to smoke a Winston if you're Bob Ross. I was thinking Paul Malls. Without uh, oh, Paul Malls, yeah. What was that? Lucky Strikes. Yeah, Lucky Strikes. Oh, but he'd probably think that's too trendy. Yeah, he wasn't a Camel or Marlboro guy. No. no he was Winston or Paul Mall, for sure. Yeah, and he was just probably knocking shit around. <laughs> he, he's got it. Like, he's in the production meeting. It's between his fingers. Yeah, and where's my smoking. goddamn titanium white? <laughs> I said Prussian blue. <laughs> You ever see the show when his son's on there? Yeah, I have seen that. I guess his son was became a uh, very famous instructor uh, in the Bob Ross technique, and he actually let his son do a couple of the episodes. He had the long hair, and well, it kind of depends. So there is a uh, the first episode he was ever on. He looked like a clean cut nerd. Whoa! And then like kind of like the Beatles when they. Uh... Yeah, and then as the show progressed and the more shows he was on, like the last show that I ever saw him on, he had like the big round glasses, like 70s glasses. And he Why had can't you get those? The shirt unbuttoned, you know, halfway down and long flowing locks and a great big mustache. It was great. Do you think they got into huge fights like uh, Orange County Choppers? <laughs> Throwing chairs? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, you know, it was like easels and and canvases and stuff. Throwing pallet knives. <laughs> powerful you know just thinking about that i was watching that i was like there's got to be more to this <laughs> oh anger Here, bob ross here's a couple other things i was thinking about cornhole that game yeah a dirty game it, it was never dirty. called cornhole was it tell me the truth just called growing bean up bags. bean bags right bags or when, bean bags. yeah when the hell did it turn into cornhole i don't know but we yeah. are from the great state of Minnesota. Welcome everyone around the world. We it's a game where you you throw a bean bag into a a tilted ramp, slated ramp yeah. box. You got to just shove it in the hole. Yeah, I did notice ESPN was televising the national cornhole championships. These guys look like NASCAR drivers with their shirts. Their sponsors everywhere. Bush's baked beans was the biggest sponsor that I saw. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's because it's beanbag toss. There you go. I didn't yeah, put the two together. Exactly. Now I. <laughs> what do you think their groupies are like? Oh man, e- exciting! Oh my god! <laughs> Speaking about smoking Paul Malls, <laughs> you got That's badass, though. Being a cornhole champion. <laughs> Not a lot of people. I was wondering, do you think that the cornhole guys like get into gang fights against like dart throwers? Oh yeah. Lawn darts and you remember Posey Pitch? No, what Posey Pitch was a it was a powerful flower. It was a disc and you would just throw it. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, Posey Pitch. Posey Pitch. But long lawn darts are the best. Yeah, when they allowed you to have the big giant javelin. The javelin. (laughs) Just throw it and make sure nobody's on in the way. The other thing is mullets. They were never called mullets either. When what, did that happen? What were they called before mullets? You'd have like hockey hair, ape drape was one. 
Ape drape. Yeah. Never heard of that one. But when you were when you were in high school, you didn't call it mullet, did you? Yeah, that was the name. I don't believe it. I don't know. It was mullet. It wasn't in the eighties, I'll tell you that much. Well, I didn't go to high school in yeah, the eighties. Yeah, I know. That's the difference. Yeah, I know. You're old and I'm I know. Not. <laughs> Depending on who you're talking to. I'm old and you're <laughs> old. Not as old. I'm just not as old. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I want to know that I got you on the horn here in front of this powerful oaken desk. When did adults start wearing backpacks? Uh, did they ever stop? So when you were a kid, we had book bags, or I'm so old, I just had a leather strap <laughs> to carry my books. But here, here's the Have thing. On your way to yes. Little House on the Prairie School. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I, I love Mrs. Olson. She's, she's a very mature woman. I love her. <laughs> but here's the deal. When do you think adults start... Because there used to be book bags, and then there was yep. backpacks, and then mm-hmm. there was a period when adults started, they transitioned the kids. When do you think that was? Did you have backpacks in high school, and did you wear them right, right away as an adult? We had backpacks in high school, but I used it to just take books home from school and to school. Yes. During class, I never carried one around. So when do you think, do you know? No, I don't know when that, ha- when that occurred. I do know, like... When laptops came around, you had the laptop bag and that just looked like a satchel. But now it, you can't find many laptop bags that are satchels anymore. They're all backpacks now. Yeah. Laptops were gigantic too. Yeah, that's true. They were like the Zach Morris phones. <laughs> when I got uh, my new position at work, they gave me a laptop and they gave me a Swiss Army Whoa. laptop backpack. Aren't you fancy? I am fancy. Yes. Now, here's the thing. I want, you know what I want to come back? Beige bras and computers. Do you remember when computers and bras were beige? That's the good old days. I remember car bras being beige. Car bras. I remember those. Yeah, I got it on my 85 Supra. <laughs> Is that a bra on your car? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, huh? <laughs> All right. I want to get into song of the day. Okay. <laughs> the show we watched was a 1976 movie, The Outlaw Josie Wales, starring <laughs> the powerful Clint Eastwood. Yes. And tell them the shitty song that you picked. The shitty song I picked was called The Outlaw Josie Wales by some woman I don't even remember. I don't even have it on my phone anymore, but it was a terrible song performed by not a great singer. No. Who had a lot of... Tr- I, I So I was looking up some of her stuff, and she had like two... Albums released before her record label was like, yeah, we're kind of done with you. Well, so now she's doing work with like Lana Del Rey or something. That. So what I did is I picked a powerful song <laughs> from the eighties, Nitzer Ebb. What are your thoughts, Mike or DJ Rez, on Nitzer Ebb joining the chant? Uh, it was interesting. I like the. I think they put more work into the music part of this song, not so much the lyrics. But, complex lyrics yeah should we read some of the lyrics yes okay <clears throat> first verse lies 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 gold 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 guns 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 fire 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 what if they if they did an update you know how they always remaster songs right it would be instead of gold to be crypto <laughs> crypto guns crypto bump stocks crypto amc can't find ammo. <laughs> Lumber's expensive. Oh, lumber. <laughs> Why is wood so expensive? 
uh, because I, I think- call bullshit on that COVID. COVID, they just no anything anything they wanted to get done. They said, "Well, it's COVID." Right? Yeah. Oh, uh, we don't Can't have help we, it. We don't have ice cream at McDonald's. Saucer, that's because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about the last 30 years? Well, we knew it was coming. You know, powerful. You know, I am an influencer. You are. So, what happened? 2018, I tweeted out to Noodles and Company. I said, You guys need to have some, some stuffed pasta, like ravioli, tortelloni, tortellini, right. if you will. And what happens this year? Uh, stuffed pasta. Yep. Did they finally get around to reading their mentions? Well, they did. They said, uh, here, I'm going to pull it up here as we speak, as we talk here. Oh, man. Powerful. Follow us at Amish B Machine. What's your uh, Twitters? At Mike Res Radio on Twitter and Instagram, by the way. Whoa. Can't load tweets. What's that mean? Uh, I think uh, Noodles and Company's on to you. <laughs> <laughs> what does canceled mean? I don't even know. Oh, right, let's see here. Join in the chant. Guns. <laughs> Guns. Yeah, the song has a lot of good uh, cowbell in it. Yeah, um, it had cool. The bass dropped. It was pretty sweet. So in 2018, I said, you need to add some new dishes like tornaliti, ravioli, etc. And they said, noted. We'll make sure our culinary team is aware. I think it took them this long to perfect. The and then it said, we love this so much and think our fans would too. We have your permission to repost content on our website. Oh, influential. That is influential. Yes. That's crazy. And look what they did. Did they give you credit? Did they call it the Dags? They should have. Dags Veroli? Ravi, Ravi Dags? Yes. Something, something like that? Yes. The Dago Pastos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't say that. You can talking about a sandwich i was saying dagobah oh the dagobah okay. system okay in star wars that, that's different it's way different powerful so nitzer Eb, back to nitzer Eb. <laughs> nitzer Eb. join in the chant yeah it's uh a great song um you can't find much about the song but you can find some information uh on the band well, which, they're which uh, I like just had, but now yeah, I they're on the same label as Depeche Mode. So if it's kind of a if you like that cool, it's just a funky riff on there. Just oh, it just makes you want to get in your car and drive. I'm putting that on my top five driving. Song. <laughs> it does. Uh, like we were both sitting here, and I was just kind of yeah, like, but yeah, it, but it makes nice. you want to rage, doesn't it? It does. It makes you want to get down, and it makes you want to punch somebody in the yes. face. At the Powerful. same time, you're like, oh, this is fun. Get over here so I can hit you now. Powerful. We're going to need someone uh, on the Nitrowave TC to do a cover of that. Oh, man. Is that the bat signal? Yes. The join the chant signal? It's or Eb, join in the chant. I think a D-Notive would be a good good person to cover that here locally. Or Magenta Vice. Magenta Vice could. Yes. Oh, ch- should we challenge them? Yes. The, <laughs> you're challenged. <laughs> We're going to hear about whether or not that was accepted. Powerful. <laughs> Let's get into our movie. Reason for this powerful episode, The Outlaw Josie Wales, 1976. 1976. The Outlaw Josie Wales, starring and directed by the one and only Clint Eastwood. It's a story about a, uh, a guy. Uh, during, it happens during the Civil War. 
like the end of the Civil the War. The dying days of the Civil right. War. So he is not a member of any side, but uh, I think his character would have sided more with the Confederates. Well, we don't like. know. He's a farmer. Right. Uh, but he joins a band of uh, ex-Confederate soldiers or people who are who are against the Union uh, right after uh, this group of Union soldiers or Union degenerates comes and burns his, his house down on his farm, kills his kid. What a horrible scene. Yeah, and then you don't really know you, what happens to his wife, but yeah. you know she's done. Yeah, spoiler alert, 1976. <laughs> right. He just knew right away when it was like, Dad, and it's just... Right, he's scenic and idyllic, screaming and, for him, yeah, and the house is on fire. No, but even before, you know, oh. the farming oh, yeah. and the way it's like, oh god, this is yeah. not going to end well. This is not going to end well. And, and then, then he's burying the kid, and the arm falls out of the bag. Is like, oh. oh. But then you hear the kids cry from the burning house. Yeah, I mean, it's horrible. It is horrible. It's not. There's actually a lot, a couple of parts in this where you're just like, oh, I can't watch that. So, but yeah, so that's that's what kicks it off. That's what gives him is the grit in his teeth, in his not-caring attitude. It's kind of funny because it, that scene makes him look like a wholesome farmer. But throughout the movie, he's just this... He wasn't Dirty Harry there. Badass. He wasn't Dirty Harry in that scene. Not yet, no. He gets sliced in the face with a sword. It's so a let, scar. So let me ask you this. Do you think that he was like that before, and he was one of those things like Shane where he put it away and became a farmer, or he was a farmer and he was pushed too far and he... He became that character. I would say based on the beginning, he was just a farmer that was pushed yeah. too far. But if I had to guess, I would say that he was probably something that was always in him. So he started shooting, practicing. Yeah. Against the fence post. Yes. So he just was naturally gifted at this or he, as he was a marauder, he, I mean, that, that part was kind of weird. Yeah. I think, I don't know, maybe that's. Maybe that's their way of saying he always had it in him. You know, it looked like the first couple of times he shot that fence post, I didn't see any wood get blown away. So I was like, oh, God, he's missing. It's a terrible shot. And then all of a sudden, there's like that gun holds like 37 rounds. It did. It did. (laughs) Powerful. Didn't show him reload once, but, you know, it's a revolver. And yet that fence post didn't stand a chance. So then he joins this band. Joins the band. The leader, Dean Warmer. From Animal House. Isn't he incredible? He is. So he, so he's in uh, The Outlaw Josie Wales. Plays a badass character. Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. He was the, the mayor of Los Angeles. And then he was, in D, he was Dean Wormer from Animal House as well. So He's just got those eyes. He does. And, and that, that, that voice. voice. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. That voice is just powerful. Yeah, it's that deep. It is. Tone. It's just as powerful. It's booming. It is booming. Uh, so he, he tells his band of marauders, they, I'm going to go turn myself into the union, um, you know, and then I'll, we'll be basically be done running from these union soldiers. So everybody but Josie Wales goes down to uh, pledge their allegiance to the United States of America. And it uh, turns out they were all double-crossed. And, but Dean Wormer was kind of in on it, thinking that these guys are just going to get to pledge their allegiance. and go on with their lives but there's nothing worse this, than betrayal right and then the senator that was down there he was coming in at uh you know double crossed them and they end up shooting everybody but the leader and uh one of the guys gets away but josie was kind of like on the outskirts watching this and he came down to try to save the day but he was a little late 
They got to use one of those machine guns. Gatling uh, guns. It's Gatling guns like in the end of Young Guns. So the last cool. samurai. Yeah. What did you think of that character of the the young kid who uh, was kind of mouthy, and then he got away initially, and then he went with Josie. He sounded he was kind of whiny, and he did not have any good lines in the movie. At first, the movie was I thought you know like oh no like the way when people got shot the way they died yeah. it was just so over the top like cliched. Yeah, and the the special effects those bullet wounds and blood were yeah. not real. No. But even him as that dorky kid, it got better and the movie got better. Yeah, well, the, I think the part in the movie that kind of kind of gets me is when, so he kid gets shot in the back and then he finds Josie Wales after Josie Wales is mowing down everybody. And he's telling him, we got to go, we got to go. And then he says, I got to tell you something. Like, what's that, kid? Yeah, that's my Clint wow. Eastwood, yeah. What's that? <laughs> I don't want to die. I'm afraid to die, Josie. And it's like, and then all of a sudden he's a whiny little bitch. So, <laughs> what the hell? He grew on me. Did he really? Yeah. I like that movie, Dead with the Gold. And with the, yeah, it was a good movie. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. When the posse's on their tail and everybody knows that they're. You know who that was? The reward. Uh, which guy? The young kid? The two guys. Oh, who were they? Uncle Leo from Seinfeld. Was it really? It was. My God. Because I'll send him watching. I'm like, holy shit, that's Uncle Leo. <laughs> that's funny shit right there. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle Leo. Leo. That's good. Len Lesser. Yeah, that's awesome. There's, uh, I like when you watch movies like that and you're like, I know that person. Where do I know him? And then you look him up. Like, oh, he was on Cops or Chips or something. That's where I know him from. So then we go from there. The kid eventually passes from his yes, wounds. Succumbs. Yep. And uh, Josie finds himself alone until he meets a Native American friend that he calls Chief. Oh, and then actually, I should back up a little bit. So you start to know before that part that Josie starts spitting on everything. Yeah, and what's the deal with the spitting? I don't, I don't know. He only swallows once. <laughs> <laughs> but he spits like every five seconds. And then like the joke of the movie is, Okay, now he's spitting on the dog. And now oh, that poor goddamn dog. He spit on him like three times. That dog was nothing but faithful right? to him. And then, what was he? He spit on a, he spit on a beetle, spit on a scorpion. Yes. And it, what was he? I think he only spit in a spittoon once. Remember the look on that dog when he do that snarl? <laughs> God, I love that dog. Yeah, it was pretty funny. God. They had some epic comic relief in this movie. They did. It was actually... Uh, you would think like 1976 would just be lame attempts at humor, but probably funny at the it's time. It's actually a weird fucking movie if you think about it. Oh, the yeah. The characters and... Oh, God, yeah. It almost reminds me of some psychedelic movie from the 60s where you just, as he's going, he meets these crazy cast of characters. Yeah, his group keeps getting bigger yeah. and bigger, even I mean, though he's like, the, I'm a loner. Yeah. He's like, no, you're not, It was not, awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it was, he was an ass, but... He was also like, there's a lot of redeeming qualities of him, but then he was an ass again. And it was kind of like, he didn't know what, what to expect out of him from time to time. But it was that, uh, what do you call him? Chief. It was like, became his like loyal friend, you know, even that though guy was awesome. They'd only known each other for like 10 minutes and all of a sudden they're best buddies, you know, and he's going to go get him a horse. That guy was and, hilarious. Yeah. He, I liked that character quite a bit, actually. He was just trying to get to Mac, you know, the, but Chief was trying to get to Mexico. Josie was trying to just, 
be on the run because this posse was behind him. And then he ends up like saving an older woman and her granddaughter. And then, oh my God, Sandra Locke. Yeah. Going that is a, she awesome. Going to a small town, bringing them whiskey because, you know, it's just like now that town's got alcohol in the saloon, even though there's only like four people in that town. So and then they all, you know, one of they're trying to get to the, the older woman's son's ranch or something and he because he's dead and he ended up dying in a shootout or in in the war or something I so did you think that was like a story that he told her did you think that really existed that place or what i didn't think it existed no. at all and then uh when they got to that small town and and the, the prostitute knew who he was and he knew a lot or she knew a lot about him which made me think that he spent a lot of time with that prostitute so, so but it was funny that you know she's like yeah, and I heard she had, and he's got like this weird daughter, and the daughter standing right there. He's yeah. like, "Hello." <laughs> so, and then the whole time they're, but they've got uh, bounty hunters after him, and Texas Rangers are going after Josie. It's just, uh, it's kind of a crazy story. And then the main dude, the main bad guy, Dean Warmer. No, the other guy. Oh, the Union General yes. or whatever his name is. Yeah, the Red Legs. Red legs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, Tombstone, Tombstone. The Cowboys. Yeah, with the the scarves, yeah. the red scarves. Yes. Yeah, it was like the same. Red thing. badge of courage. Yeah. So, but yeah, he, they end up finding Josie, but he's got backup because all of his marauders that he got along the way. Yeah. So they have their Alamo that house. Yep. Yep. It was foot. built built just for yeah. shootouts. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. Two foot walls and crosses on the windows but that's for the rifles to go in any direction so yeah i think it was a it was a good good movie it holds up a little bit it's too long it's too long it is too long but so we we forgot about the comanches too oh that's right yeah the comanches so the comanches are uh the indian tribe in mexico that is kind of it's like their territory they keep getting pushed back and pushed down and pushed down and pushed down Finally, that chief was like, well, I'm not going anywhere anymore. And he ends up uh, kidnapping two of Josie's buddies and hurting chief. And so Josie has to go and make peace. I think that was kind of a ballsy move, you know, just kind of walking in there like that. And what was he giving him? A death, his death word and his life word, right? It was either we're going to die here today together right now, or we can live in peace and We'll never mess with you ever again, and you make the same promise. Basically, what it boiled down to, just like a, a common respect for each other. Just let us be; we'll let you be. We're not your enemy, and and you're not ours. So just let us let us go to that ranch, that party ranch, and hang out and party and have orgies. What'd you think of the Native American girl? Ended up with oh, with Chief? Yes. <laughs> I was uh I was not expecting that. So this is the first time I ever saw it. This movie. I did, I was not expecting that. What did you think going into the movie? What did you think it'd be like? I'll shoot 'em up western. It was going to be some kind of revenge film. Um, you know, where Josie Wales was going to be going around shooting a bunch of people and killing people. I didn't know what the cause So were you was. surprised? Not really. No, I knew it was it was kind of the way I thought it would be. I think just the story in itself. You know how he was meeting this person and then they become friends. Then he meets the next person and they start riding with them and then the next person and then the next person. But yeah, I think it was just like a, 
a regular western that was that's been made you know you got your good guy and your bad guy and then you got a but, posse but, and but got, it wasn't but typically the indians are the bad guys in westerns right it's the good true. guys so this was kind of an anti-flopped yes yeah and because and, and then there was gray areas there was anti-heroes you know right there wasn't just good and bad exactly yeah and then you had uh like the union soldiers were looked at as as the enemy yes in this one so and usually it's the other way around and they didn't were they weren't glorifying the confederacy they were just anti-union anti-war in yeah. general right yeah so i did i did find that quite interesting so it was ahead of its time on that definitely different from a john wayne western oh yeah absolutely did you ever see jeremiah johnson no we're gonna need to watch that okay powerful jeremiah johnson it's it's one of the you've seen the meme a thousand times i'm sure i have the guy with the beard oh that's smiling nodding his head is that redford yes robert redford yeah that's okay. jeremiah johnson <laughs> okay Everyone thinks it's Zach Galifianakis, but it's, it's actually Robert Redford. Right, yeah. Yeah, I knew it was Redford. I guess I didn't know what movie or yes. whatever it was from. We're going to watch that next. Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah oh, Johnson. What a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I think this one, uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, could have been like an hour, 45 minutes. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. They could have cut out. It was a long, epic movie, literally. Yeah, exactly. Then, during a time when they didn't make movies that long to begin with. And then uh, over two hours. Yeah, it's two fifteen. And then he literally rode off into the sunset. Right. Yeah, with a bullet wound in his yes. side, and Dean Wormer lets him get away. Yeah, that was cool too. That they do that in a lot of movies where they they know each other, but they pretend they don't. Yeah, Mr. Wilson. Yes. That's Dennis the Menace. Hello, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Gives it away. <laughs> you little shit. I'm trying to think of that. What? What, can you think of another movie like that where they do that? I'm, I can't think of the one I'm thinking of, but but that's a classic thing where they, like, they just kind of both, yeah. I there's a a scene in a movie where it's not the end where they just let each other go, but remember John Wick? Sure, the second one when he goes to kill that woman and the woman ends up killing herself because she knows she's going to die anyway, and then. Keanu Reeves is leaving and Common is like, hey, John, what's going on? Are you, <laughs> are you off tonight or are you working? He's like, no, I'm working. Like, well, how was it? And he's like, well, it was, uh, unfortunately, it was good. You know, and they just kind of banter back and forth to kind of stall a little bit. And, you know, and there's kind of like a mutual respect until Keanu Reeves leaves and Common's like, oh, shit, I better go check on the person I'm being paid to protect. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go back to the granddaughter. What did you think? Okay. Uh she was uh she was nice. Yes. Yeah. He uh they he made hooked it. up with her in real life and made movies. Really? Oh yeah. Lots Interesting. of them. Uh, you know, uh in the movie they made it sound or made it look like she was just this dumb woman. And then like near the end, she wasn't dumb, you know. It just it was kind of like a weird introduction to the movie when they were just like she's just like this quiet mute type that doesn't know what the heck is going on but she really is just like a normal person who ends up learning how to shoot a rifle she could handle that rifle that's right didn't know if she could or not but i'll do my best (laughs) (laughs) so but uh it was a pretty it's a pretty awkward scene with both of them 
uh, when they were dancing and singing at night. And she was trying to tell that show me Missouri joke or whatever. Yeah. It's like, that's an awkward scene, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. The movie was too long, but I liked it. I liked, uh, I mean, I liked just the little things like the dog was hilarious. Yeah. The spitting on everything was yeah. kind of funny because it's just like, you kind of free. It's like one of those things where it happens throughout the movie, but every time he does it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a thing they're doing in this movie. <laughs> that poor damn dog. The- <laughs> a hound. I mean, I just wanted to be loved. Right? That's right. Yeah. He's like, I'm just a loyal dog. Yes. Hanging out with you guys, and you're spitting on me. But it was so funny, too, because you'd watch him how you just f- follow him. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that in the background. He would just be like 30 feet away, and then he'd come running yeah. back. So, or he was also helping. He brought in firewood in the house. Yes. In the scene. I mean, that dog was. Yes. Being as helpful as he could. And when they're, uh, you know, fixing up the house, that's when he didn't want to spit on it, you know? Yep. Because he respected it. Yeah. But it reminded me. Well, I think she was going to hit him in the face with the broom. But it reminded me of Revenge of the Nerds. Remember when they fixed up the house? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. As everybody had their, their, their thing they were doing, whether they were chopping wood or beating a. Yes, exactly. Beating a rug with a stick or. Yeah. Putting Powerful. Up, putting up fence posts. Yes. Yeah, it was a cool movie. I like how they do that where characters go away and then come back. Yeah. I was wondering, so Sylvester Stallone gets a lot of shit about the only reason why he keeps getting jobs is because he ends up directing the movies that he's in or yes. he writes the movies that he's in. Can we say the same about Clint Eastwood? He's got more talent than Sylvester Stallone, but a lot of the movies he's in are the ones he's directing. Yeah, I don't know. He always... <laughs> but he's like, but he's got more talent than Sly, so you, you can't really just put it in the same bucket. But at the same time, you're like, wait a minute, why is what? Why why can I make fun of one guy for doing that, but I can't make fun of the other guy? Yeah, for doing no, that? you can make fun. You know what I like about Clint Eastwood? He's always dirty, hairy in every movie. <laughs> like, did you ever see the Honky Tonk Man? No. He was, uh, was it a biopic about the wrestling? I think it was Gene Autry, singer back in the day, you know, country right. singer. Yeah, on the California Angels. So he, uh, tearing my beer, and there's a scene where he goes, <laughs> he's looking for the bus stop, and there's this country bump, and he goes, where's the bus stop? And he goes, Rachia. <laughs> he goes, what the hell's Rachia? <laughs> I mean, he's like Dirty Harry as this country singer. He's awesome. <laughs> Kind of like in this movie where they're like, what's your favorite song? He's like, I don't know, the Rose of Alabama. Yeah. And they're uh, like, the Rose of Alabama? Yeah. And I'm like, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when Chief leaves him and he's talking to himself. Yeah, I just like, or the granny and the, I like the other granny too, the one smoking the pipe. Oh, she yeah. She was awesome, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. And then they had the snake oil salesman. and Yeah, whatever happened to him? He oh. lands in a pile of. Oh, that was shit. awesome. And then you never see him again. Oh, and I love the fairy. Oh, and he's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, those guys. I felt bad for those guys. So it had a lot of, you know, you know, like I always talk about movies that are kind of like the Iliad and the Odyssey, just trying to get home and shit always happens to them. Right. But that's kind of cool, too, because it's like uh, the ferryman, you know, the river sticks. Yep. Get across the. Anytime there's a ferry in a movie, I always think about the river sticks yes and having to pay the boatman yeah don't pay the ferryman until he gets you to the other side right krista berg right was it uh one for the ferryman and one for oh my god i can't remember what the saying is powerful check that movie out though guys the outlaw josie wales 
What are you giving it as a rating out of five buggy wheels? Or should we go by spittoons? You know, I I will give it. It's too long. Yep. So I'm doing uh, four out of five. Four out of five. I'm going to give it a, I think I'll give it a four out of five as well. It holds up remarkably well. Yeah. It was a Western. At first, it started out slow, and I'm like, oh, no. Right. You know, they had the, you know, like the, oh, paw, and all that, you know, and then I'm like, oh, no. Right. That didn't last very long, though. But it got better and better, and it got weird and quirky, too. Yeah. Like, the characters got weird and quirky, and. It's based on a book, so I yes. wonder how close it is yeah. to the book. I think it was close. Was it? Yeah, so then the book. I don't read, was... so I wouldn't know, but yeah. I'm reading, just guessing. Reading sucks. But I, I liked how it got weird and quirky, and how that the young uh, Native American girl hooked up with the old dude, right. and just <laughs> it got weirder. Yeah, what I did he say? I'm not as I'm not as old as you yes. say I am. Yeah, he had a bunch <laughs> of lines. Remember, no offense taken, and yeah, like Granny had that line, and then he had his <laughs> then line. he had his yes. line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was a good character. Yeah, it, it had. I mean, it had everything. It had cool scenes like the Alamo scene, and yep. You know, it was a great movie. Yeah, I liked it. DJ Mike Rez, did you have a good time tonight? I did have a good time. Awesome. We enjoy everyone that listens to this podcast. Thank you. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. And until next time, you just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast.
Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.